Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey there. Welcome to a election day rendition of, uh, of the program. Uh, it is November 5th, the rainy election day here in uh, Pittsburgh, PA. And uh, sort of what I want to talk about today is elections, maybe presidential. And uh, here to help me in that regard is my sister, Susan. Hi, Susan. Good morning. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm, 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 yeah, you're sounding a little better. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I think it's pretty much uh, gone, whatever that was. Um, I am uh, admittedly nervous <laughs> about about uh, the election because there's been this flurry of reports about um, about even though Trump is is historically unpopular as a as an incumbent, he still manages to be competitive um, as far as the pollsters can tell. And in large part because of the um, Electoral College, I think. Um, I just read somewhere that the Electoral College uh, creates a situation where Democrats have to uh, have 4% more votes just to even the advantage the Electoral College gives to, um, gives to Republicans and Trump specifically. I... You know that that's just amazing. It's it's an it's a problem. I mean, I I read uh, yesterday. I think that, you know, in not too many years, uh, something like um, um, thirty-five percent of our entire population will be in six states. Uh, so they will be unrepresented. Right. It it it, it cannot stand it just can't it's it can't go i mean that that the electoral college was designed in a time when the population uh needed some sort of weighting but now it's weighted improperly against democracy which was always the underlying concept despite the new conservative line which apparently is that we are not a democracy <laughs> right um, no, we're a republic. We're a representative, you know. And then, and you go, you know, no, we can be both, you know. Clearly, if we are a democracy, then don't vote. So I'm, I know that um, there's no way constitutionally to get away from the electoral college, but on a state by state basis, it is possible to correct some of the uh, problems created by it, but. I don't know. It's big. And now I and I'm increasingly worried about the Democrats uh somehow blowing this. Um where did I I I read that I mean some people are saying Trump has a 50-50 maybe even more uh, chance of of reelection. Well, you know, but you know, Lynn, I good. Keep us on our toes. Keep us working. The last thing that we need is to feel like this is in the bag. Well, it isn't. Good. And it is and, and we do need – we aren't going to change those no votes. That's the first rule of politics. Any more than anyone's going to change my vote. 
So the, the, the task is clear. You got to get out people that don't vote. You got to get out the undervoters and you got to change the independence minds. Those, that's where, you know, there are actually people that can go either way. You got to find them and you have to talk to them. But, uh, you know, I, it's, it's just really old fashioned work. Wait, and the, wait, wait, and the wait, wait, latest wait. poll that I read, Lynn, says that we are uh, Biden, Bernie, or Warren all beat by the popular vote. Yes, the electoral college is close, but we're doing our work and we're evening out. We're getting it through our heads that we're going to vote for whoever the candidate is. I don't, you know, you might be, but I increasingly am seeing signs that, as usual, there's a lot of, uh, you know, Democrats who simply can't, won't. I, I was at a event last night, and the person clearly stated, there is no way I can vote for Bernie Sanders. So, um, and... Well, get over it. I well, hate Bernie, too, but if he's the candidate, I'll vote for him. Well, I don't, I don't think he will be, but... Um, I don't either. There's all of but these... But that's the job. The, I have to tell you, I am queasy about uh, the party... As usual, because this is what primaries do, they pull a party to the to the extreme. Extreme. And and that's what the, the what's happened to the Republican Party. Um, you know, you don't want to be primaried in the Republican Party because somebody to the right of Attila the Hun is gonna you know come and 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 beat you. In the Democratic Party, it's different. You're primary because you're not progressive enough. But in the general election, um, it's the middle. It's the middle. So why, when you're picking a candidate, you want to pick somebody who's going to win, not necessarily somebody who uh, checks all the boxes in, in your wish, on your wish list. Now, who can win is none of us can you know say that we know who can win um i am very worried that warren is obstinately hanging in here with the medicare for all thing and getting rid of because i think that in the general is going to cost the democrats an incredible amount of votes i really do i really do i think this is nuts it's not where people i think it's a problem and I think Biden is weak, and I'm starting... Biden is terribly weak. I'm worried about him. Terribly worried about him. <laughs> Bernie needs to step aside. I just don't think his aside. head is working. Bernie know. needs to step aside and allow, you know, if you, if, you, if you add Bernie's support with Warren's support, you get an overwhelmingly, um, that's where most of the primary voters are. Um, but that would mean Warren would end up having a pretty good lead. But I think she needs to think about, um, I don't know. I let, Well, it's, know, what's she supposed to do now? Back off and go, yes. well, this is a goal. We'll get there eventually. Yeah, you know, well, and I wish in some ways that she hadn't been so so adamant. Because it is true that there are people who have really good health insurance 
you know, I was never one of them, but some, you know, who have really good health insurance, they want to keep it. They damn well need to be able to. You need to do a transition, not a, not a just throw it all out and start all over again. People are terrified by something like that. I don't know. I think Democrats are just geniuses at messing things up. And here's the other thing. <laughs> Misogyny. It is so unbelievable. Uh, Warren is held to a higher standard, who kept, uh, in, in many ways, um, the concerns about her being a woman. Is she electable? I mean, and, and then there's this poll that's out, the New York Times today, and it shows that just unbelievable numbers of voters who are open to voting for a Democrat will not vote for her because they haven't. They won't. They will find something wrong with every single woman. And I have to say, it's not only men, it's also women. And we've got to start looking at why we love to put ourselves and our wives and our mothers and our daughters down. I don't get it. I, I, I do not understand why our men are so insecure that a level playing field is so frightening to them. Listen to this. 26-year-old woman. I'm going to quote her. A 26-year-old woman. She lives in Florida. She works in at victim advocacy. Okay? She voted for Trump last time around she says she will not do so again so here's somebody who's ripe for the picking and listen to what she said I would not vote for Warren there's just something about her that I just don't like I just don't feel like she's a genuine candidate I find her body language to be very off-putting. She's very cold. She's basically a Hillary Clinton clone. As for other female presidential candidates, this 26-year-old woman said they're super unlikable. See? She's been trained to hate herself. She's been trained to help her to hate herself. She's been trained that if she feels the slightest bit of ambition or get up or go, she's a traitor to her sex. I, I this is just too much. But Susan, these are this is real. And then I know this is our daughters on. who yeah. are not feminists. I don't understand it. I, I don't know. We have a call. Let's get a caller in here. I'm I'm. For some reason, I was in a good mood this morning. I'm sorry, I am just running out. scared. I've had too many, too many encounters of late that have just unsettled me. Caller, hello. 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 So, how do you? Why are you so convinced that no one wants Medicare for all when polls say the majority of people do? Yeah, I I agree. I I think that that's more popular than you think. Uh huh. Well. Okay, I'm just saying that I think incrementalism is what works in this country and scaring people by saying you're going to throw everything they know out 
and replace it overnight. When in fact, you probably can't unless you have an overwhelming Democratic majority in both houses as well. So, I, is so it, I'm, I'm, am I really the only person whose employer changes their health care system like every two or No, years? you are not. You are the person how, that... Is this completely right. made up. The whole issue is completely made up about this whole, I've got to keep my private health care that I hate all the rest of the time. So I've got to stay in the job that I hate because I don't can't give up the terrible health care. Right. It's like well, well, all it takes is a candidate to say like what every single person in the United States knows that this sucks. <laughs> so like, yeah. it's not really that difficult, and that's why the overwhelming majority of people already support this. The overwhelming of majority of people. What yeah, poll are 70% you seventy percent of the poll I just looked at that was on the Hill, which is not a liberal publication. Say they support Medicare for all. Medicare for all. Okay. And can I just Medicare? say that that they the United States? Can I just say that the United States uh, version of incrementalism means talking about it and doing absolutely nothing, and as far as yeah. I'm concerned, marching us backwards. Okay. Yeah, nothing has happened. All right, all right, all right. Incrementalism. Stand down. I've just been made very nervous uh, with uh, of late, um, and I was telling yeah, people just a few days ago, public relations firms, <laughs> that Democrats are always medic- running scared, and and now I'm I'm feeling scared. So I'm I'm private I'm, insurance companies are definitely pouring a lot of money into public relations right now, and they're doing a good job on your head right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, they well, are. Well, thank you, thank you. Okay, I'll cease okay, and desist right. and <laughs> head back to my uh, corner. Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah, um, and I, you know, I this doesn't have to be this difficult. It really doesn't. We we stop talking about how bad we are. We stop talking about how we are our own worst enemy, and we remember there's only one thing to do. Go and vote for the Democrat. I don't want to hear about why you won't vote for this one and you won't vote for that one. The question is, do you want Trump again? Do you want to finish breaking the nation? Or I'll take incrementalism here. There's no perfect candidate. But the most perfect candidate is the one that isn't Trump. Period. (laughs) Okay, Suze. I guess that's settled that. Um, It's just that not everybody is going to listen to you in that regard, and you know that. I just hope yeah, we can get our But it doesn't out. mean that we, you know, there's so much money being poured into Wisconsin. i got to get myself to Wisconsin and change my residency, be where my vote will count, and I'm going to do that. There's going to be one more blue vote in Wisconsin this year. Well, these, yeah, and I mean, this, this okay, the pollsters are driving me insane. I really shouldn't look Stop at Stop reading them. Just do the job. Just do the job. And I'm really far more upset by, you know, what I just consider to be the total um, unveiling of the full scope of American misogyny. I'm just getting tired of it. And if if we can just work on ourselves, if we can just as women try to see what we do to our own heads for crying out loud. Well, you know, it is true I don't because know. I was talking to a woman, not highly educated, good good human being, 
And she was saying the same kind of thing that this woman in Florida was saying. That I just don't, I mean, I look at Elizabeth Warren or, or put Kamala Harris or whatever, and they don't see a president. They can't see a president because they have. They want a big, strong man to take care of them. They, and they don't understand that what they're, that, that, that they've, their heads have been. They've been brainwashed. They've been propagandized, yep. and um, and and they don't understand. But they don't want women in positions of power. There's a ton. No, which of means women. which which you have to look at is a reflection of how women feel about themselves, their own incompetence, their own inability to take care of themselves when they do it. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, and do twice as much as most men because they hold their jobs, they raise their kids, and they do the house. What is it that makes us think that women are incompetent? Because that's been the narrative since day one, and it's internalized in many women. I mean, you know, even well, the fact that we're, even the factor that we're <laughs> even the fact that we're called the the weaker sex. Obviously, weaker sex. we are not the weaker sex, or childbirth would not have been given to us, right? We are the stronger right. sex in every way, and we do, as Susan says, shoulder a bigger part of the load in almost every culture and every place you want to stick a pin in this globe. But the in but the the system has been run and created by not women. Men. And men have had the advantage of being able to claim that women are their inferiors. And this has gone on for my God, millennia. Wait, wait, wait. So, yeah, I mean, men wrote all the rule books. Right. You know, starting with well, not starting with, but including the Bible. The Bible. Right, right. And uh, so these are all men's words. Period. Right. Um, if if God, if there is a God, just shows God to us. We just if that's how you want to believe, then open your eyes, look around. That's evidence of God. All the rest is men's words. Every single bit of it. We have another. And to the ex- yeah, yeah. I mean, Call. I'm just tired of this, and I'm and to are, the extent Susan. that we, Susan, every- we need to stop it. <laughs> I'm done. Okay, we have a caller. Hello. Good morning. Hey. Good morning. It's it's a bad it's a bad man, ladies. No, I'm not. Chris, I'm yelling at women. I'm yelling at women. And men. Susan, <laughs> you're yelling you, at you, everybody. You know what? <laughs> you can yell at my sisters too. I have five older sisters, and they're more misogynistic than I am. Oh, yeah, I bet. I mean, they're. It's like women. I mean, men are men. And there's some good ones. There's some a lot of bad ones, and some are just clueless. But women are their own worst enemies. They really. I look at my family and my sisters. It's like I walk on fucking water. Sorry, I walk on water because I was the firstborn male after five unsuccessful tries with these with these girls. Um, And you point that out, they they look at me like a deer with headlights. 
and I'm wonderful, and I'm more flawed than any of them. And my dad walked on water. My mom's just a crazy lady. She is crazy. But my dad had his faults, too, and they won't see it. (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, there it is in a microcosm. The men are of value. The men are valuable, and the women not so much. They are there to uh, enable and uh, worship uh, the male of the species. God help us. Um, well, you, you knew what happened when I was when I was a kid. That's okay. I like men. <laughs> yeah, what no I'd like to get that out of talk on this show. I'll tell you. When, when, when I was a kid, when I because I was the youngest, like here I am. I, I have like my, my sisters are anywhere between eight and three years older than me. I mean, we they we really packed them in fast. My mom did, and I came along. I was born. My dad would come home from work after drinking vodka all day. And he would stop by, get another pint of vodka, and get me a Clark bar, a candy bar. And he'd get me one and hand it to me in front of my sisters, who were all children, too. And everybody was okay with that. It's like, how so wait a minute. They, they had all your mother spit out all these girl babies, one, two, three, four, five, and, and uh, because she was trying to get a guy, a, a boy. So she had to keep... Apparently so. Sure, or they sure, sure. So, oh, yeah. no. Oh, no. Another girl. Ah, oh, damn. Okay. Bang. Another girl. Ah, oh, damn. Another girl. Another girl. Another girl. So when she finally got you, did she quit? Um, my brother was an uh, accident 10 years later. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we were all Okay, accident. but so she did, essentially <laughs> did. Okay. Yeah. Well, there it all is. You have more value. Damn. Oh, my, yeah, and my sister bought, bought into that. Sure. And I, and I like... They did like, not. I, they did I, not warrant had, a Clark Bar. They didn't even. They didn't. Oh God. They weren't worthy. They right. weren't worthy. They, they were mere I, girls. It, and they've all had their problems too. I, and, and, you know, and, and and I'm sure that played a huge part into that. And when I had my own daughter, when I was 25 years old, I got pretty. You know, jacked off about it and like how could my dad do this to my sisters i would never do that to my daughter i I value her so much and they just don't understand and i don't know how you fix that i don't know either we have another caller i don't know you so you're i don't know it's your cross to bear you're more feminine than your sisters you're more talk in, to him. I'm a big. I, I I am a feminist. I'm a proud feminist. Yeah, right. You are. You're more a woman. feminist. Good for you. Well, and your daughter's like your daughter's has your daughter's a lucky girl. My daughter is fantastic, <laughs> and she just is the coolest kid too. And I and and she just lives life big and has a really good time. And is a really good person. I'm so proud of her. All right. And all I right, wish my Parents would say the same thing about my sisters, you know? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Hey, got to get another caller in here. Thank you. Okay, okay. Thank you, ladies. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. We have another caller. Hello. 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 It's Mike. Hi, Susan. Hi, Lana. It's Mike in D.C. Hi, Mike. Hi. Another guy. Sorry. Um, This is actually bigger than a male-female issue. This is about cultures who are... Um, subjugated. Because when you live in a climate of oppression, 
which women do, you learn to oppress. And sure. usually you learn to oppress other groups, like African-Americans are not fans of gays and lesbians or the gay community. So, or blacks aren't fan, or white, white nationalists aren't fans of Jewish people. So you usually go at another community, but women are, do it to themselves. Mm-hmm. They are oppressed, so they learn to oppress other women. Sometimes it's people less than you, meaning poor. Sometimes it's women that have more than you. So the only way to change any of this is stop the oppression of women. Yeah. But how, how is that done? I don't know. I, I don't know because it's ingrained in our culture. Right. It's written and into every single stitch of the fabric of our culture. You know what? I'm, I'm it's written into I, the I, law. I'm holding up uh, the National Geographic uh, this month, and it's called Women. And it, everything in here was written by a woman and all photos by women. And, and they look at women around the world. They look at laws governing women around the world. And it is horrific. Maybe that's why I'm in the mood I'm in. I read this whole thing last night. Um, and we in the United States are not way up there on certain on, on rankings of... Uh, of how we treat uh, women. Every country on this globe has some law on the books that regulates women. Of course, because you can't be trusted because you have power with the vagina. And men are afraid of that. Men are afraid that you can say no to them and not give them what they want. So you've been subjugated since Adam and Eve because men don't have the ability to take what they want when they want it, really. No, women have In my some, opinion, as a gay Women guy. have a mysterious power that has, yeah, scared men from day Well, that's day. why they throw blankets over us for crying that's out right, loud. Right, we cannot be even seen or heard or given any... I mean, there's no doubt about that, but how the hell we... we with women in our own purview, how we, how we erase... All this damage to well, you know, some of the ways that we erase it is wives keep giving in to these crazy rules. Like, you know, if someone if someone comes onto an airplane and for religious reasons doesn't want to sit next to a woman, get off the airplane. Right, but that's not what the airlines do. No, the airlines move the woman, so that's got to stop. Get off the airplane if you don't like it. Well. But, you know, why does my, where do what my rights bend to your misogyny? No. I mean, every single time one of those occurs, we need to stand up and say, nah, no. Yeah. But then it's you exhausting. won't be liked. Oh, and well, you, you know. won't be liked. And for <laughs> women, I don't think we should underestimate that. I think oh, for women, they want to be liked more than they want to be respected. And do you know what? Oh, and you know what? Yes. What in this in this uh, National Geographic, someone says in there that women, almost all women, I know I've got it, have this disease that holds us back, um, and it's called the disease to please. Women are have been taught since day one to be pleased. That's our skill. To be pleasant, 
to be helpers, to be, right, exactly. So all women, I mean, first coming to terms with that, how every second of our day we're concerned about are we being pleasing? Not well, all let women. me, can I just, what? let me just tell a quick story. I was in a business meeting a few weeks ago, and I was looking at some terms. I, there was, I was the only woman, and there were five men. Um, and I was looking at the terms that were being offered, uh, and the terms were different than what we had all seen at the previous meeting, and we were there to vote on those terms, not these terms. So I said rather sternly, where's the deal that we were presented with that this is not the deal? Okay, so it all gets ironed out. I get a phone call from the guy conducting the meeting afterwards telling me that I need not be so stern. <sighs> Well, you just said you said it sternly. <laughs> I did. So what? Yeah, but he did. Uh, because I thought it deserved a stern voice. Right, it did. You were discounted. <laughs> well, I, it's just, I mean, it was a totally different deal. Like, what do I say? Tra-la, this is a totally different deal. This is a different deal. That's what a man would have said. And, and a man would never would've... call another, and a man would never call another man and say, you should be more gentle. Yeah. Ever. Right. You are Ever. not pleasing. There is no reason to be so, I don't know, so aggressive. Yeah. Well, um, I sent him a picture of my boxing gloves in response. <laughs> <laughs> I turned back, you know, and I said, you know, and I just let him know that he wasn't to say things like that to me again. And we went on very pleasantly. But, you know, I, this is just an everyday occurrence. A woman acting professionally is thought to be cold, stern, and inappropriate. Well, exactly. I was doing nothing which is except why, acting professionally. Which is why it's hard for a woman to run for president. That's case. right, because but that's what Elizabeth Warren does. That's what Kamala Harris does. That's what, you know, that's what they all do, and they're all being called on it. Amy Klobuchar, oh, she's mean. That's right. That's right. And she should say, that's right, I'm mean. And what we need is a mean bastard to beat this orangutan in the White House. Yeah. yeah. It isn't that people say you're mean that's the problem. And this is a guy speaking. It's that you care that people say you're mean. That's right. right. I don't that's care right. that you think I'm an asshole. You know what? I get shit done. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's it. But, you know, I, for a woman... It, it's just amazing. It's am you remember Klobuchar? There was that article early, early on about how she's really hard to work for. She, you know, yeah, or she's this, mean she's, to her employees. She's mean to yeah. employees. And I have said to a few people recently, you know, I just think this race. Who knows? I, I'm keeping an open mind. But if electability is an issue, then I, I think Klobuchar deserves a, another look from everybody. Yeah. Um, and, well, she's, and that's she's more moderate, absolutely. Yeah. And that what, what I was told was, but she's mean. That one article wiped her out. And I and think of, of the this. So would that article... So what that she's mean? What, yeah, would that article have so ever been what written? she is. Would that article have ever been written about a man? Would that article have ever been written about a male candidate? Would it ever have even been written? Somebody said, hey, I heard some of his staffers say he's a real son of a bitch. Yeah, so? 
They, but they wouldn't say that. He's hard to work for. He's demanding. That's what they say of a man. You better be up to snuff if you're working for that guy. Yeah. Yeah. But Amy's she's mean, and I'm stern. And that's part of why I don't like um, Warren. No, I will vote for her, obviously, is that her responses to Trump's attacks is defensive. Like she'll say, see, I am six parts Indian. That's not what you do with a bully. You don't defend back. You attack back. So we need someone mean. And if, and if um, she Carbishers wants to win, somebody confident. That's all. Just confident. And we won't characterize it as mean. That's what they do. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Well, thank you. I'm a nervous wreck. This is hard stuff. This is difficult stuff. Yeah. Hey, I just got an email saying, "Hi, Darius. We're all meeting to Carter's later to watch the game." Be there on time. Thanks. Brittany. How would that... <laughs> how would... I don't even understand how that comes to me. How would that come to me? That's why it's called well, spam. Huh? That's why it's called spam. You think that's Brittany's spam? Brittany's sending that to 6,000 people. I yeah. don't think so. She sent it to her whole mailing list. Hi, Darius. We are all meeting two Carters. Two Carters? Later. Yeah. See, it's Bam. It's someone from Russia trying to find out if you really have an account. Oh. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm being too opinionated. I'm not no, being you very aren't. nice. Explain it to her. Explain it to her. <laughs> I hear it. Okay. All right. It's a Russian guy named Britain. Have a good day. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. 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 Okay. Delete, Lynn. Delete. Okay. Easier said than done on my new email server here um okay so uh here's somebody who says i made bumper stickers that say anyone or anything but trump yep that's about it good um speaking of women susan i had seen this thing and had said something to you about it uh earlier or a week ago or whatever the hell and you said, oh, yeah, but I hadn't seen anything. And it had to do with something going on in your former state um, mm -hmm. that the governor, the, the health director, the health department director of the state of Missouri, a guy, has a spreadsheet, supposedly, that is tracking. Created one. Created a spreadsheet to track the menstrual periods of Planned Parenthood patients. What, what? Which begs the question, what right do they have to just take everybody's medical records and comb through them for personal information? Wait, 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 I wait, mean, wait, wait, HIPAA... Wait, wait. How? A HIPAA is HIPAA, and this is and this has nothing except a political purpose. It was a incredible, and they're paying for it. I mean, you know, What's they're that? they're just the unbelievable. I mean, there's nothing they could have done. I'm I'll be very interested. There is an election uh, in Missouri today, and among the uh, it's among the races is a special election in a far west St. Louis County. 
uh, area that could uh, that is usually held by a Republican state rep, but went to McCaskill in the last Senate race. So they're purple. And I'm betting that that's going to put a Democrat, one one more lonely Democrat, in in into the House in the State House in in Missouri. Which will because what, bring, that, the, bring the number to two. Yeah, well, maybe three. Um, but I, I have to say that there is not a woman that isn't terribly offended by that. I don't. I mean, first of all, I don't even understand how you can. They were trying to prove they were trying to prove that they were not doing good medicine by by finding, I don't know, incomplete abortions or something. What they came up with was out of thousands, there were four four cases where something went wrong, which means they're doing a really good job. Well, there's a lot of. Yeah. And they aren't all there for, you know, this is what they don't understand. Planned Parenthood is a lot, is about a lot more than abortions. That's 3% of what they do. When I was a college student, I was at, I was in St. Louis. I didn't have a doctor. I went to Planned Parenthood yep. for a, a gynecologic exam. They were my doctors. Yeah. You go for birth control, you go for yeah. cancer screen. You go for birth control, you go for your pap yeah. smears, you'd go for Yep. Yeah. I yep, never yep, went yep, for yep. an I never used them once for what they are accused, you know. I mean, I, this is well, it's just their patients disappointing. never but... ever used right. them to abort a pregnancy. Um but I I I will say this, I'm very proud of my St. Louis planned parenthood because while they were busy fighting the state who's been trying to close them down all you know for months now they've been yeah. just making Hanging stuff up thread. and closing yeah. them down and the yeah. judge keeps saying you know nope 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 and then they come back again well while all of this has been going on a mere 15 minutes away over the bridge in Illinois they have built a huge complex to take care of all the women from all these states where they are keeping, you know, them down. And Illinois is going to be a beacon for women's health care. And St. Louis built their new facility right across the river. So, ha, 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 ha. Okay, I want to change the subject. Okay, I'm just saying geography matters, you know, and uh, if all you have to do is drive 15 minutes to get to a place where you're well, okay, yeah. then we're and okay. I mean, I, I know that um, as somebody who's been on the board of Planned Parenthood here, that obviously there are discussions here about, um, because we sit on close to a border with uh, Ohio and West Virginia, what our responsibility is. Uh, to take in all the women from those states who will not have access uh, to abortions. I mean, plan- it is. It, 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 your ability to have control of your body as a woman in this country depends on, in large part, where you live. Geography, right. Geography. Which so, is not equal protection under the law, no, by the way. I mean, which is just, I mean, if there is a right... It should be, obviously, it should be a right available to anybody. But obviously the right to abortion is not really a right. 
No, other people get to determine whether you're going to be able to exercise to that, right. the right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Okay, so um, this is something, Susan, that has absolutely nothing to do with anything, but I'm just dying to talk about it. Okay. It's, um, I mean, it's the kind of thing that will send some of my listeners running from the radio. Radio? Tel- uh, television? No. What, what are we on here? Um, computer. Um, they'll think of it as tabloid kind of stuff. But I, I just find this a, an interesting topic. So here we go. It has to do, and Ray, if you're out there listening, turn off right now because I'm about to say something about the British royal family. Okay? He hates the British royal family so much he gets apoplectic upon even hearing those terms. I mean, those words. That, whatever. And so... I want to talk about um, Prince Harry and his um, and his American and Meghan Markle. Yes, and his I want, wife. I want to talk about the fact that they have, you know, sued. They have let it be uh, tabloids in Britain that they have let it be known that um, they feel under assault. Um, and here, here, here is, a, you know, yeah, they're princes and princesses and they live in castles and they're miserable. And it's not something that people are going to have a lot of sympathy for. But I have sympathy I for I do. <laughs> and um, Harry has said. I think he's wonderful. I, I just too. love he that he is fighting back. He'll be damned if he loses another woman he well, loves here's to these folks. So here were his words. He says, I will not be bullied into playing the same game that killed my mother. And he's, I mean, he really loves his wife and wants to protect her. Um, the fact is, is if you're a royal in uh, Great Britain, uh, you have about as much freedom of choice <laughs> in your life as... Um, you're in prison. You're in prison. <laughs> you're in prison. It's a very nice prison, it's a but very you're nice in prison. prison. But it's a prison. And here's what I want to... I want to make a prediction. It might not be, but I've decided this is what is going inevitably is going to happen. They're going to they're going to move to the United States. They're going to renounce or Canada. No, they're going to renounce. They might move to the U.S., but he is uh, going to renounce his royal status and be a person, a human being. I'm willing to bet you that that's what they end up doing. Well, I think uh, why should. shouldn't they? No, I think he should. Um, and be able to live, be able to live. You know, and for a little kid that was showing all the, you know, that w- that was in constant trouble, and some of it wasn't very nice trouble, I really think he's grown into being a rather magnificent man. He seems I to do. be. Yeah, he seems to be. I like him. I, I, I do like him. Um, her, I don't know. I like him. And um, I think if they want a regular life, then they, he has to say, okay, fine, I'm not going to be a prince. Because I don't see him getting any pleasure out of any of it. And, in fact, he's yeah. fearful of, for the life of his. But, you know, even if he were to renounce it, the tabloids would still be all over him. 
Uh, yeah, but I think it would be, he'd, uh, there'd, I think eventually they'd have a nicer life. I do. Well, I hope, um, I hope they do. I just want to say that I've, I've, I've seen What some they are talking about is moving to Africa. That's what they're talking about. Well, I don't know. I do feel for him. I mean, he lost his mother to this same insanity. And um, I don't know. And he has acknowledged that there's a rift now between his only sibling, his brother, who's a dutiful royal, but has to be because he's the one who's going to be the king. He's going to be king. Harry ain't going to be king. I mean, Harry is, what, sixth in line, I believe. Um, right, right. I mean, he's got nothing to, and, and his brother has a whole different life ahead of them, and it requires whole different ways of doing business. Right. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't think that there's anything serious between the two of them. I think they're trying to figure out how to each live their own lives within the rules that they've been handed. Oh, who knows? Okay. I don't know. Do you know that they Every, have- You know what? The moral of the story is nobody gets a bed of roses. It doesn't matter, you know, whether you're born into a castle. Uh, everybody gets Thoris in their life. I mean, everybody has real, it's not life if there isn't plenty of unhappiness in it. So, and money doesn't yeah. get you out of any of that. Yeah. But everybody would rather be rich than poor. Well, it's frequently easier to get through life unhappy with money than it is to get through <laughs> life unhappy without money. I think so. I'm not, I mean, no, obviously. Yeah. So um, I, I came across this piece and it just blew my mind. Do you know the NRA um, raffles off uh, uh. Guns Semi-automatic rifles, handguns, guns with high-capacity um, magazines, pump-action shotguns. And you know where they do this? In the past two years, the NRA Foundation's fundraising program has been doing these raffles in high schools all over the country. That's right. I think we should let invite them into synagogues and have them do it there, too. Why not? So one woman, who a mother, whose 16-year-old son uh, goes to the school, said, it's unbelievable. She walks in, and there's these guns, these horrible guns all over on tape. She says, it's obscene. The more I looked into it, the more I realized they are having these events all over, not just in our little town, but little towns all over the country. They bring in, and these events have got given the NRA more than $33 million last year. Well, they need it. They have to buy, what's his name, a really nice house. Wayne LaPierre. But um, it's it's really unbelievable that... Wow. No, I mean, it, it is so cynical, cynical, it's amazing, that they would bring the very weapons that our children are being slaughtered by into the places where they are being slaughtered, and they think that is appropriate, is everything you need to know. Opposition to this has emerged in some areas of the country, scarred by mass shootings. Uh, yeah. 
Um, I believe that they were just recently somewhere in Kentucky, um, and they were all of 80 miles from uh, the site of a deadly shooting that had happened three weeks earlier. And they come in with their guns to raise money. Oh, my God. Okay, I just want I mean, they're so, so repulsive. Uh, it's extraordinary. I came across a story. Well, yeah. you know, in, uh, on, on related stories in our uh, hate crime tally, yeah. um, they arrested that guy in, Den- in Colorado for uh, trying to blow up a synagogue. He was, was going to blow up a synagogue. First, he had a better idea. He was going to poison all the members of the synagogue with arsenic. And that proved to be in their water supply. Yeah, a little difficult. So then he thought maybe Molotov cocktails, he would weld the synagogue's doors shut and then lob Molotov. And that didn't go. And then um, then he settled on pipe bombs. And the thing is, this is a little synagogue in a little town, Pueblo. Thirteen families. Thirteen families. No, thirty (laughs) five. Oh, thir- 35 sorry. families. That's how it belonged to this. I mean, that's how small it is. <clears throat> Some of them children of Holocaust survivors. Um, but get this. Since we had this anniversary of the Tree of Life massacre just last week here, um, it says in this article um, from the New York Times about this guy's arrest, that this arrest is the 13th time since the Pittsburgh attack in which authorities have arrested someone who was plotting an attack on the Jewish community. So in the last year, it that's more than one a month of another planned attack on uh, the Jewish community. Um, but, you know, then, then there's the other group of things. There's those people like uh, that uh, enjoy beating up people that they think don't belong here or throwing battery acid on them. I mean, I think these are all... It's all of them. You know, they're all, the, they're all the same thing. So the guy in Milwaukee, the 61-year-old man that thinks he has a right to throw battery acid on a guy whose accent he doesn't like and tell him to go back where he belongs. And then there's the 18-year-old boy that's beaten up in uh, California, you know, because he was speaking Arabic on the telephone. That's right. And this is all can be laid at Donald Trump's uh, feet because he is the one. I guess the guy who threw the battery acid first said, before he threw the acid in this, uh, by the way, another American citizen's face, just happened to have uh, darker skin, and a foreign look about him, um, he said to him, stop invading our country. These are the yep. words Those of the are president. Trump's words. That's the president. That's the president. Um, so here's a great quote. I can, is this shows how, you know, human beings <clears throat> have not changed uh, for thousands of years. We're the same. If we were to go back and be able to have a conversation with a, 
a person from 800 years ago. I mean, we would find we're human beings have the same kind of uh, concerns, basically. And I, as I'm blown away by this, this is a quote from Tacitus, the Roman historian. So how, how many thousands of years ago is that? This is a quote from Tacitus, a Roman historian, that so fits to what the uh, Trump administration is, is doing now uh, to defend itself <laughs> from the truth. And Tacitus said this, Crime, once exposed, has no refuge but in audacity. And that is exactly what the Republicans are doing. They have no refuge because the crimes of the president and this corrupt administration have been exposed. And so they drop back into audacity. I mean, you cannot believe the things that they will say in an attempt to defend the president. God almighty. Anyway, so Tacitus, if he were to be dug up, would say, oh yeah, things look just like they were in Rome. Looks exactly the same. Because there's this common thread. Human beings. So it is election day today. I certainly hope you are all going to uh, be exercising your uh, right to vote. And um, I hope your votes count. And I'm hoping for a little upset here, but probably ain't going to happen. Susan, are you voting today? Yeah. No, there's nothing here. Nothing in Illinois? Nothing happening here. Nothing in Illinois. Really? <clears throat> No, really, um, so nothing in Illinois. I'm just listen. I'm just thrilled that we settled the teacher strike. Yeah, you know, that was yeah. an 11 day long strike, yeah. and that was huge. Well, that's good. And I have to say, um, if anybody's paying attention, there have been two relatively successful strikes in this country, which we haven't seen in a yeah, long the, time. Yeah, the GM strike and the and the Chicago teacher strike, that's and they were both pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I think unions good. are coming back. Yeah. I think so. You can, you know, you screw people long and hard enough, um, they will start to fight back. And so I think these are two really good wins for um, organized labor. Also, uh, check out um, other states that are voting today. Uh, two to keep an eye on are Kentucky and Virginia. Uh, Kentucky, a very unpopular Republican governor there. Isn't that where Trump went yesterday to try to buck him up? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a shot, and again, I I will be surprised, but a shot that that very red state might, just might, throw this Republican out. Um, and then in Virginia you're going to see uh, a formerly red state turn clearly blue. That's what the bet is, is that the Democrats will take over both chambers of the state legislature, and they already have uh, the governor and lieutenant governor, so it'll be a totally Democratic state. Virginia, ladies and gentlemen, the former seat of the Confederacy, 
Um, well, you know, this is what happens from, with overreach. You know, if, if, if you get enough people, if you manage to get enough power in a small enough group of people and they are disadvantaging everybody else, eventually you piss off enough people to get yourselves thrown out. So let's see what happens. I sure hope. There's also another trial starting today of yet another uh, Trump uh, confidant and former advisor and pal, and that would be the loathsome, uh, uh, what's his name, Robert or Roger? Roger Stone? Right. Roger Stone. Yeah, Roger right. Stone, so who, I, you know, who is just amazing. They must have locked him up and thrown away the key, the, you know, his, his attorneys I'm speaking of. Because he was out there, you know, saying uh, he's been out in the limelight, and that's what he likes. And he, you couldn't shut yeah. him up, but they shut him up. Well, it's the judge. you couldn't shut him no, up, and he is suddenly him. he the has judge, been so disappeared. The judge shut him up. <laughs> the judge shut him up. There is a. But that didn't even work in the beginning. Yeah, but I, I think she, I think she scared the shit. Out no, of she him. threatened to, to throw him in jail if he kept talking. Yeah. So um, he is uh, going on trial uh, for uh, perjury, <laughs> lying to Congress, <laughs> um, obstruction of justice, and uh, uh, witness tampering, which is, you know, part so of the court. I got to ask you this question. So if everyone underneath their boss <laughs> is guilty of these crimes, uh, yeah. How is it that their boss isn't in jail with them? I mean, I don't know. Cohen didn't pay off all of those women because he wasn't told to do so. So since when, I mean, I know that when I hire someone to kill you, I am equally guilty of the murder. Yes. Sometimes, in some courts, even more guilty of the murder. And you, <laughs> you know, I, and, and, you know, so I, it seems to me that why anybody's looking at this impeachment with anybody, everybody around him is in jail for doing things that he asked them to do. No, I absolutely agree. By the way, guys, I've lost my email. It says they can't connect to the server. I can't imagine why that server was really wonderful. Fuck. So if you guys are sending me stuff, I don't have it, and I'm not getting it, and I'm sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, I, you know, Trump, uh, he, he's such a friggin' crook. It's unbelievable. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to you know you go up and down. Sometimes I feel um, like we're gonna we're gonna rise to this m moment. We're going to somehow save our country. And then there are days when I think we're not. <laughs> I guess this was one of those days where I'm just glum. I God. Well, it's hard to keep it up. I mean, I it's not like I don't understand where you're coming from. Yeah. But we've got a year to get through, and this is no time to get tired. I mean, you know, we just have to believe in our cause and believe that we've got a fighting chance to win it. Those are both true. And then we have to work our asses off to get it done. That's all. 
And, you know, the day after the election, we'll either kill ourselves or we won't. That's it. Well, Susan, on that definitive uh, and totally depressing <laughs> summation. Well, I have no intention of sticking around here for the next term if that happens. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what my decision will be. But I, I you know, yeah. uh, it's just in my head it's not a, a possibility that I am willing to consider. And if I have to, I'll deal with it at the time. But in the meantime, we have work to do. <laughs> Does anyone know the... Hot, suicide prevention hotline number. I should maybe just keep it around. All right. Suze, thank you. Yeah. Okay. okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Oy, yeah, yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right. And you guys, bye. Tomorrow we'll, um, uh, well, we'll have the election results. Ryan Dito will come in. We can talk a little bit about about that, but uh, we'll have time to ourselves as well, and so uh, I'll look forward to that, I hope. Anyway, uh, God bless us all. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.